With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I've been trying to figure out how to distill some very concentrated, well-deserved criticism into a content piece for a while. And now, I think I'm finally on the right track. So I want to welcome you to the inaugural season of B-Wheel's Bum List. Presented by The, the War Report And sponsored by community staple, Jazzy Joe. I am a hater. A fantastic I'm really good at it. But not the aimless hate that some people spew at folks who are doing better than them. Nah, that's not my brand of hate. There's enough to go around for everybody to do well in most arenas, so I don't believe we have to pull people down to get up. No, my brand of hate is different. It's specific to those who are getting way too much credit, money, or both, relative to the job they're doing and have a stream of admirers worshipping them for underperforming. That's my target. And fortunately for me, there are plenty of guys out here getting over on people while being heralded for it. So we should have enough content to fill up season one at the very least. So with that said, this is the first episode in something like an introduction to B-Wheel's Bumblist. Instead of the laser-focused destruction that we'll engage in later in the season, we'll start slow. Some hors d'oeuvres of hate, appetizers of aggression, a medley of light maliciousness. We're going to run down the remarks from coaches at SEC Media Days that stuck out for absolutely how wrong, hypocritical, or outright stupid they were. So let's get into it. You are you now, are now listening, listening to Treat Your Boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys. Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Lane Kiffin. First up, we got Lane Kiffin. Always honest, always candid, and always interesting. I like Lane, but this little hissy fit he's been throwing about NIL has to stop. He came out and said NIL has allowed legalized cheating. Well, Lane, there's no such thing as legalized cheating because if it's legal, it isn't cheating. What they have legalized is direct booster and fan subsidizing of athletic programs, and that's only slightly different than what had been going on before. Lane says, quote, if you have boosters deciding who they're going to pay to come play and the coach isn't involved in it, how does that work? They just pick who they want and tell you who to play? And when they don't play, how's that going to work? End quote. Yeah, here's the thing, Lane. 
actual cheating in college football is what USC was doing by compensating kids under the table and behind the scenes while you were there. Same as every other major college football program in America. You weren't so worried about it then, though, were you? Any team that's competitive is cheating and it's not a secret. You see, then the advantage went to the teams who had a tradition of winning, the better coach, or enough wealthy alumni to keep money flowing for under-the-table payments. The only difference now is that the money is flowing for over-the-table payments, and it's literally not illegal. Besides, nobody told you to go to Ole Miss, man. Jobs pop open all the time, and you could have waited for an opening at a program that was a little more flush with cash. You chose Ole Miss to get back into the SEC, no doubt, but these jobs pop open all the time. To think, you could have been at Florida if you waited two more years and then stepped up from FAU with a major advantage as far as in-state rapport with talent. That would have been a much better place for you to be when NIL jumped off. Instead, you're at the ship with custom shoes and boohooing at the mic anytime NIL is brought up. Aren't you at least a little ashamed of that? Have some pride, man. NIL isn't the end-all be-all, and teams with better recruits can still lose games to teams with lesser talent. Keep working that transfer portal like you've been doing. Get the advantage in other ways. You're a good coach at the very least. Don't let whining be your legacy. Or, you know, just go to a program that has more money. Clark Lee. In a sharp contrast to Lane Kiffin, who managed a 10-2 record in the toughest division in college football last year, but found time to complain, Vandy coach Clark Lee actually has no realistic chance to compete in his division ever, and yet he steps to the mic to proclaim that the downtrodden Vandy Commodores, quote, will be the best program in the country, unquote. See, Lane, that's how you f***ing do it. That declaration is also probably reason enough for Clark to be drug tested for psychedelics or prescribed antipsychotic meds. But I don't think we can hate that type of confidence. It's a lie, but doesn't every Vanderbilt head coach have to lie to themselves to take that job? Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher took to the microphone in typical Jimbo fashion. A fast-talking, used car salesman who can't wait for reporters to get their questions out before he starts talking over them. Most of my beef with Jimbo over the years hasn't been with media etiquette, though. It's been with his performance as a coach. And this isn't the time to put that performance under the microscope. He just secured the best recruiting class ever, so we've got about six months before we're looking at another four-loss season and some real reasons to dig into Jimbo. Nah, this is about his answer to a question about his spat with Nick Saban. Some reporter lobs him a softball and remarks that he's heard that the real spats took place in practice back when they were on the staff together. Jimbo takes the baton and flatters Nick Saban in his record and noting how Nick Saban says he's grown from the experience and Jimbo's grown from the experience. And sure, somebody's going to say that, well, that's a good thing. He's finding a way to grow, even as an adult in his position. No, no. I'm a little disappointed in Jimbo for playing nice here when he was actually the offended party and had every right to defend himself. Saban was doing the finger point, not too different from Lane, and really overstepped his bounds because he finally didn't have the advantage in one single solitary corner of college football, NIL compensation. What Jimbo did in calling that press conference was justified. And immature, sure, but I'm a hater. You got the dirt on somebody who's trying to disrespect you? You pull their car. Too much of doing the right thing and taking the high road allows some truly despicable people to get off scot-free far too often. We got to start nailing people to the ground when we have a chance, man. Saban was boohooing about a competitive disadvantage all offseason like he's Vanderbilt's coach, and Vanderbilt's coach showed up talking big talk. 
So why the scoring for Jimbo here? Because he had the upper hand and he let Saban off the hook. You were right, Jimbo. You tightened up a little bit during your ether presser and stopped short of giving us concrete examples of just how good Saban has had it over the years. But I get it. You can't implicate yourself in what you may have been privy to. But you don't have to act all nice and bury the hatchet when you had the upper hand, man. We want to see some real beef and coaching again. That would have been a magnificent storyline. Oh, well. Nick Saban. And that brings us to Nick Saban. When you've won as many championships as he's won, that puts you outside of the range of scrutiny for most people. But no, not to me. I am a hater. Some local beat writers basically kneel down to be his red carpet whenever he's in public. So it was refreshing to see Scotty from Offscript Media stand up and ask Nick Saban if we could see Bama play in in-state HBCU. And that's when Nick got tight. Of course, he gets very professional and compliments the institutions, talks about how that matchup would be good for HBCU schools and their players, and mentions that he would be very open to it. But instead of owning up to the fact that he has not once in his 20 combined years as an SEC head coach scheduled an HBCU opponent at either institution, he simply says it's something he'd be in favor of. So let's state some facts. One, head coaches are either significantly or entirely responsible for their programs out of conference schedule. Two, Nick Saban has been in charge of scheduling for both LSU and Alabama for 20 years combined. His stature as the king of college football makes any choice of scheduling completely within his grasp if he wants to do it. Three, in his 15 years as the head coach of Alabama, he has never scheduled an in-state institution of any kind, much less an HBCU. Not UAB, not Jacksonville State, not South Alabama, not Alabama State, not Alabama A&M. Those games are gimme wins for the bigger schools and a big check for the smaller programs. So all you're doing by scheduling them is choosing which programs you want to help out. So while Nick may be so complimentary of HBCUs and opportunities that they give young black players, why haven't you extended those opportunities, Nick? Not once in 15 years? If it's such a good idea, surely you would have done it by now. I mean, it only took you one month to start breaking down bad ideas and offering better ideas by NIL. 15 years? You know who Nick did manage to schedule twice in his 15 years as head football coach at Alabama? His alma mater, Kent State. Just saying. You are now now listening listening to Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together.